pour yourself a Pims and whip up that cream for those strawberries. This is Wimbledon, your 10-minute daily recap of the action at Wimbledon. Ready? Play. Iconic. One, two, three, clap. Welcome to Wimbledon, day 11. For those of you who think we don't know what day of the week it is, it's day 11 of Wimbledon because they do not play on the middle Sunday. That is correct. Um, it is. It was a good day of tennis. Um, <laughs> not necessarily a good day for my remote and my tennis viewing because the batteries are dying and I need new batteries. Yikes. So how did you navigate that today? Well, you know, I was trying to watch um, whilst getting other things done. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> the fast forward is is my tool to successfully get through and whip through points and matches. So when a point is over, I hit the fast forward button a couple times. We've talked about this in previous episodes. It's yeah. six seconds. So yeah. like three or four hits, the server is up again and the point started. But when that's not working and uh, it's just it's impossible to to get through so there was a lot of removing the battery taking it out putting it back in smacking the remote control which is sometimes what you do when you're trying to fix (laughs) remote control like an idiot i understood that you were having fast forward issues because um to all of our ready play tennis podcast listeners this is the exact verbatim text that Jason sent me. Um, I'm deliberating on whether I should press charges because the the text is quite pointed. <laughs> this this is exactly what you wrote to me at 12:52. FYI, I'm delayed in watching Chapo, so no spoilers, please. Period. I will stay off FB and social. <laughs> you also sent me this, a similar text like yesterday, I think. But you know, listen, I. Being the social queen that I am, I, I'm always up in everyone's grill on the you know GLTA message board, on Instagram, on Facebook, and I am very mindful that you like to not have your spoilers. So I was very careful not to text you anything. Yeah, I appreciate that because when it comes to the semis and when it comes to having a Canadian like Chapo in the semis, I'm very much a purist. I want to watch every point and I want to hear all the commentary even though I trying to fast forward (laughs) it done quicker so we can record in a timely manner but on that note people don't need to hear any more about my fast forward (laughs) troubles they want to hear us uh talk about the tennis so Mm -hmm. the first match was berrettini v hercatch yep uh it's started out a little bit tight and then it went south for herbie hubie hubie okay what was your if, if any, expectation going into watching that match. Did you favor either one either way? Well, um, as you, I, I might as well divulge right now. Three of the four finalists I picked. Oh, you did. And, wow, uh, you're a winner. The two on the men's side are the two that I picked. So I did have uh, Berrettini's just been playing so well. Um, his serve is 
on fire. Mm-hmm. Um, his forehand also on fire. The way he sets up some of those points, to your point a couple of days ago with that backhand slice, he's just, and, and closing points at the net, all of that comes to bear in this match. And uh, Hubie was a little bit tight. A lot of spraying of balls, a lot of errors, um, some double faults. Yeah, Mateo's feeling herself. She's riding that confidence train. Um, 60 motherfucking winners. 6-0. Like, and actually, I have it pulled up right here. 60 winners, and his errors were at 18. Yeah, that's hard to compete with when you're, when you're plus minus is 42. Sweetheart. Like, he is on, he is on fire. Um, what I did like what I saw from her cash was that in that third set, I mean, things could quickly run away from you. You could become really content and say, I've made it to a Grand Slam semifinal and just kind of maybe phone it in. But you could tell like he was, and I don't think this is a natural part of his personality, but he was really trying to pump himself up, involve the crowd, trying to turn things around. And, you know, for a minute, I thought after he won that third set in a tie break that you know, maybe there's a momentum shift, but Mateo is just so confident that I think he went into that fourth set thinking that if he continued to play the way he did, he would finish that in four. Mm -hmm. Yeah, agreed. It was good to see him sort of recover from losing 11 games in a (laughs) row to take that uh, four set in a tiebreak. I think he won the tiebreak pretty easy. It was 7-3. 7-3, yeah, 7-3. But, um, yeah, no, Mateo is playing unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do believe the right two players have now moved on to the final, and they were my picks two weeks ago. Yeah, no, rec- you better recognize Jason. <laughs> he really turned, you know what, talking about turning a season around, your French Open picks were poo poo. But your Wimbledon picks are spot on. I mean, what is it? Three of the four men are now. Well, three of the four men you got right, and for the three li- of the four uh, finalists on, on both sides, on both sides, yeah. I don't, I don't even remember what I picked. I think I got zero out of and Djokovic. Maybe is the only one <laughs> that I chose correctly. <laughs> um, speaking of Djokovic, um, it was a very competitive affair uh, in match two. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what you sort of expected. I, I, I said out loud to nobody because I was the only one home at the time that uh, Dennis looked a bit nervous in the first few games mm-hmm. like I, I could see it on his face like he was I think struggling in that first service game but he was able to turn it around and then he quickly went up a break mm-hmm. but you uh, pulled up the uh, Djokovic post-match interview mm-hmm. and he has it exactly right. I think he knows um, players in some ways sometimes more than they know themselves mm-hmm. and what share what he said in that post-match interview. Well, before I get into the post-match interview and what Novak said, this is a repeated story for Dennis. I mean, we can look at the positive side and we can say that he's reached his first Grand Slam semifinal. You know, his shot selection has improved. A lot of commentators have said that about his matches and the way that he's played. Um, expectations going into this match, I was hoping, I mean, we said this in our men's quarterfinal highlights, you know, 
he has to just kind of play within himself, keep up his energy, but choose the right shot at the right time. I think, and just connecting with what Novak said in his post-match interview, Novak admitted that Shapo was outplaying him from the back. Like he was, mm-hmm. he was the better player today. Period. T. Period with a D and a T. <laughs> period. <laughs> but it was just his shot selection in the very crucial moments. I mean, that should have been Shapo's first set. Uh, he should have won that first set. And you know, that's just where it failed him. And if you watch the post-match interview that Shapo gave, he said exactly the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had chances in that first set to take it. He got broken at. Five four, mm-hmm. it went to a tie break. The same thing happened in the second set where he was. It was on serve five all, and he double faulted. Yeah, to yeah. go down a break. Um, and then the same thing in the third set. The serve was going off at sort of crucial moments. I think he recovered uh, one of those breaks, but um, was broken again at five all. And yeah. That was the end and uh, was very emotional as he was leaving the court. I think he knew um, in many ways, as he said in his own post-match interview, that he himself felt like he was outplaying Novak yeah. um, for, for many points and, and agreed that he felt Djok- Djokovic felt the same way and that he had chances and knew that he really had an opportunity to, to play for the trophy and that's why he was getting emotional um, as he was leaving the court and felt bad that he couldn't compose himself, but who cares about that? Who cares? Oh my God, cry, cry, let it all out. I mean, uh, what I loved from Dennis and what I think what I'm growing really fond of about Dennis is that Dennis is what you see is what you get. He's going to be that hype guy on the court, like pumping himself up, pumping up the crowd. You know, he goes into the post-match interview complete, being completely raw and honest with his feelings. And what I liked about what he said specifically in that post-match interview was that for the first time, he felt like he could really contend. And that was not necessarily a feeling that he's had against these top players before. So, you know, I think there's just a little bit of fine-tuning to go um, into his game before he can truly, really contend for a slam. Um, I was just, I just finished a hit with Ryan. I'm going to put Ryan on blast. Ryan said that um, Shapo should fire all of his, all of his coaches, all of them. Because, I mean, he said that it's so frustrating to watch a player with so much talent kind of repeat history over and over and over again. How many times has he, be, has he been in this situation against a top player where he's literally almost clinched it, but he hasn't, but he hasn't. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't go that far, but I mean, he does have to go back to the drawing board a little bit. I think he needs to be able to stay in rallies a bit more, especially with someone like Djokovic, who gets multiple balls back that other players are not Mm -hmm. getting back in the court. Um, I do think we need to give a bit of kudos to Novak. I really don't think people give him... Yeah, you're right. not respect, not his play. Like he, he's an obviously an unbelievable player. People are still going to debate forever um, whether he's the best ever. Um, but f- 
for the class that he has mm-hmm. um, in terms of like talking about Dennis and, you know, even the on court interview saying that he was emotional and acknowledged that he was emotional and understood, went to him after the match, I guess, in the locker room and said that he gets it. Um, your time is going to come like all these sorts of things that he, he does, which maybe annoys people who are not fans of him and are fans of Rafa and and Federer. But you know, I don't know that you hear about a lot of other players doing that. So I just think he deserves a lot of respect and, and doesn't get a lot of it. And people forget about all of those good things that he does and how he advocates for players and, you know, advocated for the players who are in quarantine in Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, and they only remember the things like him <laughs> whiffing a ball at a, a lineswoman's throat at the U.S. Open. Yeah. Hosting a quarantine tournament. I just, you know, I don't think that you can fault a player for, I mean, he said it again in his post-match interview, he's on his own path. He's there to lip sync for his legacy. (laughs) And he's fucking doing it. I mean, look at, look at where he is sitting right now. He has won the first two slams of the year is poised. I know you, you and Wade hate that word. (laughs) He's, he's poised to win his third. Uh, well, his third slam of the year, his sixth Wimbledon title. The Olympics are coming up. The U.S. Open is coming up. I don't think a player has been in this position in decades, to be maybe since Steffi, you know, 1988. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I've been really impressed with the way that he's handled himself in the post-match interviews. And I, I do have an increasing respect for him. I don't know why yeah. anyone, how anyone could not. Yeah. If you, if you don't yet, come for us. <laughs> oh my god i just I choked on myself oh my god <laughs> i choked on myself <laughs> well the semifinals are done chapeau will live to fight another day for sure as as he said and as joko said mm-hmm. and then we're on to breakfast at wimbledon the ladies finals tomorrow Yay. where it could potentially be this could potentially be your last show you know, it was really nice to have this platform and to share it with everyone. <laughs> Jason's going to go solo. I hope you enjoy that. But if <laughs> if, if Plishkova wins, I'm just going to hang up my panties and just, you know, just play it some tennis on, on the tennis court while Jason continues with the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I liked how some of the listeners are like waiting for this to happen (laughs) they commented on the ig it's it's funny we'll see tomorrow i mean they're both playing really well Mm -hmm. i admittedly i need you here so um i and i want my pick to win so uh i'm voting for barty but that's just me yeah i mean uh, yeah Uh, how could i go how how could i go against barty (laughs) in this case Knocking on wood. Bye. We're here for your tennis tainment or your tentertainment or whatever it is. But if you like what we're serving up, please give us a five-star review and like, share, and subscribe and like such as. Wait, one more thing. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Ready. Play Tennis Podcast.